High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, everyone, trying to get those college applications filled out, and a special shout-out to all you young entrepreneurs out there with a great business idea. This is another summer edition of High School Slumber Party, the podcast where we and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the pool party's at my place this evening, but you... You're not going to the pool party. You're not invited. It's a Monday. It's a babysitting Monday. So that means you got to earn your keep. you got to earn some money. you got to work while I party. Simple as that. But don't worry. Today we have a really fun film. It's a Lifetime movie. That means Lifetime equals good time. That's what I'm telling people. And of course it's a good time, though, because our guest is none other than Too Fast, Too Forever's Joe Two. He always brings us the Lifetime movies, and today is no exception. Today's film is called Babysitter's Black Book. More on that later, though. First, shout out to my healthcare heroes out there. Thank you for all the great work you're doing during this crazy, crazy year of 2020, this crazy, crazy pandemic, and all the work you always do. Love you guys. And second, please hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us today, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. And remember, you can check out our entire archive there or at the flagship, cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, the home of so many other great pop culture podcasts. But if you are listening on one of those fancy apps, please Give us a five-star review, please. Write us a rating. Wait, no, I did that the wrong way. It's write us a review. Give us a five-star rating. It's been a long summer. I'm not in academic mode. I apologize. (laughs) So, want to check in on some other things as well before we get into Babysitter's Black Book, before you earn your monies. Did you listen to last Friday's episode? I hope you did, because it was an awesome one. I'll give you some time to look it up if you don't know what it was. There we go. You listened to it. You know how I know? 
I can tell from your silence how freaked out you were. Society was the film. What a weird film. What a crazy film. Not for everyone. I acknowledge that. But the episode was super fun. Galen Howard was our guest. He's a first-timer. He'll be back. I already recorded another episode with him for Down the Road. And Mike Mancy, of course, was our guest. So we had a blast talking society. How do you like your tea? I'm not answering that. If you listened to last Friday's episode, you would know the answer to that. (laughs) Oh, God. But check out Society, seriously. Check it out and check out the episode on it in our archives at cageclub.me. So, Babysitter's Black Book. Just want to mention, it's not the most popular Lifetime film, though it does have a cult following online. But I'd say it's not the most popular because I couldn't find any clips for it. So this will not be a clip-filled episode, but it'll be an episode filled with banter between me and Joe, too. And I, again, I appreciate him so much. I appreciate these Lifetime films so much. And I hope you do, too. They're nice little segues. Either way, whatever. This is work. You're earning some money right now. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) All righty. So, let's get on with it then. Let's see, what is my bartender going to make me to drink by the pool while you're out babysitting, while I send you out on your assignment? Let's see what he has for me. It looks like a, ooh, Navy Grog. Classic tiki drink right there. If you haven't had a Navy Grog, I highly recommend, but I think you'd remember if you had one. Trust me, (laughs) that'll knock you on your butt. Anyway, pack your babysitting gear, tell your mom you're on assignment, because I'm about to get my party on. See you at the other side of the pool when you're done. Oh, and I looked up the soundtrack to this film, and a couple songs on it. So I don't know if they got the actual rights of this song, or it was like a sound-alike, but I'm going to play you the actual song, and that's Give You What You Like by Avril Lavigne. Again, see you on the other side. Please wrap your drunken arms around me And I'll let you call me yours tonight Cause what I need And if you give me what I want Then I'll give you what you like Please tell me I'm your one and only Or lie and say at least tonight I've got a brand new cure for lonely And if you give me Well, if you guys read the description out there, you know who our guest is, and you can probably assume what kind of movie it is. <laughs> we're doing a <laughs> we're doing a lifetime movie today, and it's called Babysitter's Black Book. It's part of our babysitting summer series where you guys earn that money for college, earn that allowance, and maybe you'll get some ideas out there of how to how to make a little bit more money from babysitting <laughs> from this film. But <laughs> Joe, too happy to have you on. Why don't you oh. introduce yourself in the classic high school slumber party way? Joe, too. The Pittsburgh Central Catholic Roll Vikes. Nice. Is it really called the 
Pittsburgh Central Catholic, or is it just Pittsburgh Central Catholic? Um, there is a there is a Central Catholic that is in Greensburg. So yes, it is the Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Oh, or, but cool. it, I think actually it's like generally like Pittsburgh Central Catholic, but <laughs> yeah. Well, again, happy to always speak with you, Beyond, oh. and uh, on your shows as well. But this one, I think we're gonna have a fun time with this one, <laughs> Babysitters Black Book. But before we get into that okay we are in our babysitting series yes i have to ask do you have any experience being babysat or as a babysitter or what's your general you know what's your general history with babysitting oh i wasn't expecting this um when i was a kid i spent a lot of time at my grandparents house so i didn't really have a babysitter mm-hmm. yeah i would go over to my grandma and grandpa's house pretty much like every day after school or like my grandpa would like pick us up from school so like I didn't have like a traditional like babysitter right like they were a little bit older they were already retired and like I would just hang out with them like I didn't have like you know a 17 year old Mm -hmm. au pair that would (laughs) would like you know yeah yeah I I was the same way I didn't really have a babysitter growing up but now that I look back on it, especially doing this series, I'm just fascinated that so many people trust their children with like 17-year-olds and 16-year-olds because I don't know if I would be, maybe I'd be a good babysitter now. I'm not sure. But I know at 17, I would have made a good babysitter. I know that like, I definitely like have watched children before, but it was more like house sitting while they were asleep. You know what I mean? Like yeah, people's friends yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, like, I've definitely, like, watched, like, other people's kids, but, like, my parents were home, too. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I don't think that I had, like, real babysitting jobs that I can remember. Like, if it's a family member's child or even a friend's yeah. child, it's not that big of a deal for me. But, like, I don't know, like, riding my bicycle somewhere, getting $20 to watch kids who are, like, four or five years younger than me in high school. I don't know. I think... I think that's I the thing, it to though. all you babysitters out there. But you were saying, like, you don't know if you trust, like, a 16-year-old. But if it's, like, a 12-year-old, like, they're pretty much taking care of themselves anyways, right? That's true. That's a good point. It's not like you're having a, a 17-year-old take care of an infant. Yes, like, that, that would be, be like, <laughs> very terrifying, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I would be concerned about, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... When I first thought about doing this series, I said there has to be some babysitting <laughs> lifetime films. It's just it's it's a topic that it has to so be there. right yeah because it's so domestic, so suburban. It's right up Lifetime's alley, and of course we've covered multiple Lifetime oh, so films. many good ones, yeah, so many good ones. And you know, I of course asked you to be on, and I said, hey, you can pick whatever movie you want. But these are some, or I might have just said this one. I think you said I this saw one. On Google. I want to give you yeah. full credit because this you came to me with this one. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that I'd seen it either. I just yes. Googled it. And a lot of people on the internet were like, wow, this one's actually really good. So it's like, huh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but I would have let you pick whatever. Yeah. But you vetted, them, you vetted some and you went with this one anyway. I, yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, you, you brought it to me. And I was like, the premise of this one sounds incredible. So, like, I watched this one. And I was like, yep, right up my alley. I don't know how I missed it. This one is awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because this actually wasn't a very popular one, apparently. Like, it doesn't have any kind of information on the internet about it. Like, usually there's some kind of trivia about something on IMDb. Yeah. And there's nothing for this one. I think this is one of those 
cult classic Lifetime films that snuck up on everybody. Maybe it didn't get the publicity. It should have when it came out. But, like, people who have seen all the movies, if you look at, like, the message boards and stuff, like the Reddits for Lifetime things, they all talk about this one, and they all like this one. (laughs) It's so good that I can see why. It has, like, a lot of things that I really enjoy in a Lifetime movie in this one. And there's one thing, you know, but before we dive into it further, there's one thing that, like, I... Not was shocked, but I was surprised. Like this one is a high quality Lifetime film. You We've think? seen like the full spectrum in terms of like not that it was a hard thing to shoot. I'm not saying <laughs> that <laughs> relatively easy, but I don't know. They, I feel like they put an effort into this one. Yeah, I think I think it's of the time, right? This is like 2015, so like I yeah. think the production gets a little bit better as we get newer. So like, yeah, this one it looks like a real movie for the most part. Like it has kind of soap opery feel you know it has like that moving like the weird tracking that the soap opera shows have (laughs) but other than that like yeah you're right it's it's like crispy it looks good so let me read the uh i didn't even read it go ahead it's the amazon summary for this film let me find it and by the way if you guys want to legally watch this film and not want to pay anything if you are an amazon prime member it is available on amazon prime very cool good to know So, Babysitter's Black Book, according to Amazon. Okay. (laughs) When her parents' financial problems threaten Ashley's dream for college, the high school whiz kid takes matters into her own hands. She and her girlfriends turn their babysitting business into a wildly successful escort service for dads. (laughs) (laughs) Just on that, if you're not hooked by now, you should be. Yeah, you have to be sold at that point. This this is so wild. (laughs) But in this small suburban community, nothing stays secret for long, and the FBI descends on the organization. Inspired by true events. Of course it is. I know. I was going to ask you if it was, because like, I, you know, I didn't do a lot of background research on it, but I was going to ask you if this is, this has to be a true story, right? Like, it had to yes, be based but, on a true story, at least. Yes, of course, but very loosely. It was one of these things, and I'm sure you've seen it, where it's not that, it's not like uh, the Lorena Bobbitt story, you know? Like, yeah. Where it's like, this is one where it just takes, like, the headline and then makes the rest up. Okay, um, <laughs> that makes sense. In the real... In the real story, it took place in Florida and the sixth place in California. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. But the real story was a little bit more sinister and weird. And uh, I looked really? it up. One of the I don't How? I don't want to like laugh at this kind of stuff, but I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad person. But um, <laughs> like one of the details from the real story was that the person, like the main dad, who got in trouble. Yes. I don't even know if he was a dad, but he was in his like early 20s. So it wasn't that. Okay. I'm not like downplaying it, but it wasn't like a dad with kids. Yeah. There were other dads involved, apparently, but like the main one who got in the most trouble wasn't. But the girls were younger. They were like freshmen Ugh. in the real life story. So icky. Yeah. <laughs> I can't read this without laughing, because, and I shouldn't because this is like a really big deal and I'm going to get in trouble. But apparently like the big crime, the, the exchange was for... Forty dollars, a bottle of alcohol, and drugs instead of like the thousand dollar hookups here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I laugh because of like that is so much more sinister, and there was no apparently no involvement of like tuition and colleges or anything like that in the real life story. Like the real this life is story way more is more glamorous, like, I guess, huh? Like, yes, cause you get like yes. way more money. It seems like I don't know. I never. I'm not gonna say that, but I think that like <laughs> hard, yeah. there's there's like a level of reciprocation financially they like for me personally like if someone was to offer me money for anything weird i would be like 
There's a level that like I would be paid and I'd be like, I'm okay with this. You know what I mean? Everyone has their price. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. So, you know, $40 and a bottle of booze and some drugs is like pretty bad. That seems pretty (laughs) exploitive. Like you're like exploiting these young girls for sure. Yeah, very bad. The real life story again tragic for sure i'm not trying to downplay it but definitely also like not what lifetime is looking for they're looking for like a pretty little liars yes thing. Yeah, you know, they're yeah, looking yeah. for like you said glamorous and they're looking for us to be sympathetic with almost all the characters Always. Also be like, okay yeah well even though maybe i wouldn't do that but i understand where this person was coming from yeah so i get why they didn't just take everything in this story because i don't know if like the lifetime audience wants to see that like story where someone trades 40 dollars booze and drugs for yeah it becomes like 14 year old it becomes like the movie 13 or something right like it gets like really dark really fast yeah a dark gritty story and that's that's not what we're here for no we're just trying to have fun man we just want we just want to watch the babysitters that's it <laughs> And like I said, there's not many production notes here, but obviously not. (laughs) (laughs) Now, okay, one comment I do have on this film, and all the actors are over 18 from what I looked at. For sure. (laughs) But they, yeah, it's very sexual, this movie. They show a lot of girls in bikinis. There's a lot of sex scenes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shirtless women with their back exposed. Mm-hmm. Like, well, teenagers is what we're supposed to assume, right? They're like all 17. Yeah, but everyone watching, you don't feel like they're like that awkward, pimply teen, you know? No, you no, just no. don't. Exactly. They're mature teenagers for sure. So I was kind of thinking, like, oh, what kind of like dirtbag guy director was like doing this, you know, tr- trying to like sexualize these teens? Yes, that's what we always talk about, sexualizing teenagers. Well, color me wrong by calling it a guy. Ooh. The director is a woman, so good for her. Lee Friedlander is her name, and, you know, I mean, look, I can't talk then. I, that was just me over-assuming that this is like, oh, very male gazy. I don't know what I'm talking about, clearly. No, definitely <laughs> not. Did she, did, did she do any other movies that sexualize teenagers? Oh. Oh, I don't know, but I was going to read her TV movie IMDb. You please, know I love reading Please, that. I want to hear it. What are they called? This is one of her first films like so she did some other yeah she did some other films but like not in the you know we start to talk about it when you're getting like four or five a year yes yeah yeah 2015 was like her first big year and here are her films double daddy oh i think i've seen that one that one's good (laughs) yeah i think i've seen that one it sounds cool yeah and then a a gift wrapped christmas oh okay we do christmas ones too okay (laughs) always a common swim at your Swim at your own risk. That could be anything. That could be like, yeah. like what was it, like for, 40 <laughs> meters down or something? But it, it could also be like sexualizing teenagers, too. So we don't know. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. Now, there's some generic titles in here, but All for Love. Oh. Once Upon a Date. Oh, that's wholesome. Switched for Christmas. Switched. Like the parent trap or something. Okay. I guess. Tomboy. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Royally Ever After. Was that the, like, Meghan Merkel one? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. It seems like she switched to, like, love things. Royally Ever After. I No, I just think it's one of those where, like... It's a princess. The girl's, yeah. Yeah, the girl's not a princess. And then and becomes a princess. She, yeah, she learns that the... Yeah. Okay. A teacher. <laughs> here we go. Perfect. This is a Hallmark movie, by the way. A teacher learns that her boyfriend is actually a prince of a small country. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Now, two more I'll just mention, because they're in the similar milieu. Love, of course. 
Love Actually, but of course, <laughs> it's perfect. And then I love this title, Sailing Into Love. Ooh, so we got some boats in that one. Okay, I like that. It feels like she did this one, and it was like down and dirty and raw, and then she switched to Hallmark. more Hallmark movies yep. after that. And they're just more about love and having a good time. And so, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I'm clicking a lot of them now. A lot of them are about teachers. So that's kind of like their demographic anyway. But yeah. this one, Sailing Into Love, is biology teacher Claire is busy juggling her duties as bridesmaid of three friends. Oh, wow. As well as te- teaching a summer enrichment class at her most favorite place in the world, Blue Island. Oh, <laughs> that sounds delightful. <laughs> sounds like it'd be a good time. Yeah. I want to be on Blue Island. <laughs> now, in regards to the cast, there's only one person I recognized. Who did you recognize? That, like the main mom. Not the mom of the main girl, but the mom of the guy, like the husband she's the with wife. a lot. The wife, yeah. We'll call her the wife. Okay. Linda is her name. Yes. And she's played by P- Perry Reeves, and she was in Entourage as oh. Jeremy Piven's wife in that show. Oh. And she was in Old School, if you've seen that film. Yes. Will Ferrell's oh, wife that fuck. he divorces. That makes so much sense. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even connect them. She was just so Linda to me in this movie. I couldn't unsee it. Very different role. Very different role. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, pretty looking people. I'll say that much, but I didn't really know who they were. No, I didn't recognize anyone. The blonde girl looks very familiar, though, right? Like the main character... Yeah, and I looked her up, and there was really nothing I knew her from. She just got a really familiar face, I suppose. That's how I could tell this wasn't, like, one of those that they were hoping would be, like, a huge hit. Because there's not, like, the one superstar in yeah. this to draw Yeah, Vivica A. Fox or yes, something. The Viv- there's yeah. no Vivica A. Fox in this one. No. <laughs> so I, I was, I was kind of happy seeing that there wasn't a lot of uh, scholarship here, because that just means we can dive right in, and we could talk about whatever we want with this film. We okay. We go in any direction we want. So, Joe, what did you like about this film? What struck you early on about it? The first thing is, like, you know, we start out the movie, and we see Daniel – and he is at least 26 years old in high school. <laughs> and I was like, this is a good start, right? Like, when you see, like, a grown man pull up in high school, and, like, that is, like, top tier. You know what I noticed what? with Daniel? I feel like instead of making the high school boys look younger than the dads, they just picked taller actors for the dads <laughs> and, like, shorter <laughs> actors for, for the high school kids. We've talked about this sense. before. <laughs> When we're like, they just cast them based on like shape. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, you're like, right. If, if this guy's taller, he's a dad, but he's kind of a, he's not short, but he's just sh- shorter. So, oh, he's a kid, which makes no sense biologically, but whatever. Yeah, you're right. But like, if you lined like him in like the dad, the dad that she like hooks up with, like the the peppermint dad, right? Like, if you <laughs> line him up and like, you'd be like, that guy's like a little bit older, but he's not like that much older. No. No. (laughs) Yeah, so that's when I started, and I was like, I'm sold, I'm in. I have a question for you, though. We see this premise a lot. How realistic is it, do you think, that, like, men are out there consistently sleeping with their babysitters, and, like, everybody knows it? Because, like, it's, like, a common thing, but as someone, like I said, I didn't have a babysitter, so, like, I can't relate to this. I obviously don't have kids now, so I don't have a babysitter. Like... Do you think it's that realistic? Like, is this, like, a common thing that, like, most guys are sleeping with their babysitters? I don't think most. I hope not. Not most, but I'm saying, like, I would say, like, 10%. 15 Uh, I hope not. I hope not. The only reason why I would say I don't think so 
is because like I don't mean this in a bragging way, but like I know women. Yes. <laughs> in my real life. Yeah. And I've never heard of any of them saying that that happened to them. But it just might not like be women that were babysitters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Theoretically. Theoretically. However, it could be something that's just like an unspoken thing. I don't want to dismiss that. I do think, especially from doing this project, though, like the babysitter is something that might be a little bit more fetished. Okay. Fetishized than actually happening in real life. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, just we'll talk about like this group of girls, right? Yes. They, they started an app for like tutoring and babysitting. And through the app, that's how they kind of eventually meet their daddies. <laughs> Please but keep using of... daddies. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it's so appropriate in this movie. It is. It is. They're daddies. Yeah. But this group of girls are depicted as pre- like if, you and I in high school went to high school with these girls. They're like swimsuit model level There's, girls, yeah, kind of, you know? For sure. They're like, and that's not that weird to say because up until probably recently when people became a little bit more woke, swimsuit models and like Sports Illustrated were like 19, you know? That's true like too. All the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> so very true too. It's not that crazy to say. They definitely cast it based on uh, looks. Body and type. These are very, and body type, you're right. These are like full figured beautiful women and i'm not saying high schoolers aren't beautiful in their own right but they're not awkwardly 17 they're like firmly 20 and fit yes yeah <laughs> yes there's a lot of changes that happen in that that, that like year span oh and yeah i i think when you know some like sicko dad is picturing it he might picture these girls but realistically it's more likely to be some awkward teenager and it's okay. just there should be That's an fair. factor at least right there should be yeah <laughs> I think that you're right. I think that, like, I see this, and I'm like, oh, I bet that there's, like, a high propensity of dads that were, like, sleeping with, you know, their babysitters. But in reality, the babysitters don't look like this. They don't look like they're 20. So, yes, that plays a huge factor into it. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. We can hope, yeah. If you want to ask the question, like, do you think that, like, bored suburban dads fantasize about the babysitter? Probably, you know. 100%. (laughs) That I can definitely agree with. I'm sure that he's like in the bathroom, like, oh man, if Casey was here, you know, whatever. Yeah, we, oof, oof. you know, this, <laughs> you and I talk talking about this might straddle some lines, but hey, I'm I'm, put it out there. I'm an adult. I don't have a babysitter. I don't fantasize about 14 year olds, but I can see it happening. Yeah. Yes, and I can honestly say that as well. But I think it's also around in so much media because these like dads are you know, in charge of Hollywood for years. Which is an interesting thing because we're watching a Lifetime movie and like Lifetime Network is geared towards women, right? So like why would they have this other than to like piss themselves off about their husbands maybe fantasizing about the babysitter? You know what I mean? Like what kind of like weird confirmation bias do you want like, what do you gain from this movie as a woman that's, like, watching it that's a suburban mom that has a babysitter? Like, do you want to be scared that your husband's lusting after your babysitter? I don't get, like, what the point of this one would be, right? I, I thought about that, too. And I think it's more of, like, a, a confirmation thing. Like, okay, oh, he might be doing this, he might not be doing this. But there's a lot of women out there in the suburbs whose husbands, you know, they've divorced from, you know? Okay. And they probably watch this and they're like... Up, yeah, I bet you Jack was thinking of the babysitter too. 
Okay, okay. We covered in this series a a movie called Weekend with the Babysitter from the early 70s. Okay. And this was a pure, like, 70s smut kind of thing. Ooh. And it's it's about this old guy. I mean, he's the dad. The daddy. He has a vicarious weekend with his babysitter. But the problem is, I see it kind of as a problem. The movie was written by the lead actor, and it's he's an old man. He's like like he's got gray uh, hair, and he has like a sex scene with like uh, supposedly a seventeen year old. It's very like cringy. But in the entire movie, it's like rationalizing it. Like his his wife's a junkie. Their words, you know, she doesn't spend any time with him anymore. Um, he's writing a screenplay in the movie, and he's trying. He's doing research. For, to get, like, the lingo of the young what? people oh, of the God. day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you watch, you're like, oh, it's hilarious. This, it's his but, like, real it's fantasy so... being played out, yes, like, exactly. in a film. Oh, that's it's so, so weird. It's so sinister. But this makes the guys, except the one teenage dude and, I guess, the principal, it makes almost all the guys bad guys. And even if they ju- they're justifying it at times, in the end of the day, they don't win. And the character that uh, the old school lady plays, Linda... Yes. She, in the end of the day, she ends up being like one of the most redeemable characters. She is. She doesn't. She doesn't forgive her husband. She divorces him, and she kind of, even though they're not friends, she kind of forgives Ashley in a sense. She puts she more does. of the blame on her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you're a young girl. Like he took advantage of you. Like this was unfair. He's an adult, and like he needs to pay for this. But like you're fine. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sorry that you had to go through this. It was actually like a really cool moment at the end there when she does that. I was like, damn. Like you're, you know a strong-ass woman to be able to do that, to be like, look, you know, I don't blame you for this. Like, my family is ruined, but it's not your fault. Absolutely, absolutely. And I totally, you know, agree with a lot of the sentiment we get later in the film that, yeah, the girls get in trouble, and yeah, they, you know, they have to deal with their consequences. I get all that. But, you know, I think there's a line in in the movie, and we're spoiling a little, but whatever. um, Yeah. Where it's just like, the guys had to register as sex offenders. I mean, the, the dads had to register as sex yeah. offenders, and they lost their families, but like they didn't really go to jail or anything like that. No. And this is really something I would put more on the dads. Like, you should know better not to have sex with your babysitter or pay your babysitter's Friends. Know, money. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. So weird. But yes, I agree. Like, there's an adult in this situation, and there's a child in this situation. And like, even if you're 17 and like you're almost an adult, like, you're still a child compared to like, a fully formed adult male. Yeah, it's their fault. So that's what happens. Absolutely. So I guess along with to answer your question, like also like the sex scenes and like the depictions of the girls, I think it's for, you know, mostly uh, the women clientele Lifetime has watching it and they're just doing their thing and they're like, oh no, oh no. Like they're just outwardly saying, because I was saying those things like, don't do it. Don't do oh. it. Don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, she did it. Damn it. God you know? damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. One other change from the real story that I thought was better in this one is that there's that character of, I think I think she's Janet. I get all the girls' names. It could be Rachel. I don't know. The one who becomes the ringleader. Rachel. Uh, she's the terrifying okay. one. She's like She becomes like a pimp really quick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she's a madame, you know? <laughs> I think she's more of like a pimp. Like She like is like Where? very aggressive at points. She's like, no, like this is going to ruin our weekend. And she's like, I, I, like I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently that was a teenage guy in real life. Oh, so that so. makes sense. That makes a little bit more sense. 
Yeah, it makes more sense, but I'd rather this version. <laughs> I like this version better, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I like that. Um, let's see. So, as I said, we kind of open up with this whole, uh, you know, you're like, oh, she's a young entrepreneur. They're all like, this is a really great app. It's helping people. She's making a little bit yeah. of money as well. Everyone's happy in this town. But, you know, it's called Babysitter's Black Book. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... In a classic Lifetime fashion, there's this scene where they're all sitting around a table and they're just like talking about their sex life. And one of them's just like, I'm a virgin, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> or like, I'm and, the experienced one. and Because they all look pretty similar, to be honest with you. <laughs> but this is where they distinguish themselves. And they've talked about sex in this movie multiple times, but they always use like weird innuendos. Like the scene when they're <laughs> sitting at the table, they're like... I like to play like the boys like to play. And then like and it's like all these like sports innuendos and I'm like what are you guys talking about? Like this is so strange. <laughs> there are a lot of great lines in this oh, movie. I wrote so some many of them down. <laughs> so many great lines. And it kind of it's one of these things where it's not like oh shit we got to do this because we need the money sort of thing. It kind of slow and I think that's what makes the movie good. It's a slow burn from becoming a tutoring industry to becoming that. One of the girls is doing it just cuz some dad hits on her and agrees to give her money. Yes. But Ashley is more, you know, she's really smart and her parents who <laughs> her parents are really interesting. Um, <laughs> yes, they are. They have that talk at the dinner table with her and they're like, "We have to dip into your college fund." Like and the year she's applying for college. Like, they're like, okay, we're broke, like, right now. Like, we know you're applying for colleges in, like, a month, but, like, we're taking all that money. And then they're like, go to community college, and, like, somehow they're telling her she's probably not going to get loans. Like, so, like, all of a sudden it goes from, like, we have a college fund for you to, like, you're not going to go to college at all. Like, there's, like, an in-between. There's no in-between. Yeah, she's trying to go to the most expensive school at, at one point. There are in-between options. She can probably get a loan like the rest yeah, of America. Exactly. She's also one of the smartest kids in school. She's valedictorian, she can, if, yeah. If she gets a scholarship from like the supposedly like best school in the country, and oh sorry, she got like a partial scholarship from like the best school of the country, but she still did work study. A like um quote unquote mid-level school is probably gonna give her a full scholarship. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what I'm thinking too. So I'm like, I I don't know how this was such a big deal at the beginning in <laughs> like what kind of scumbag parents are you that you're just going to, like, take all of her money, like, right as she's applying to college? Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. There's so many – and, like, you weren't kidding when you said, like, it turns on a dime, right? Like, they, they literally ask her, oh, what are you thinking about going to college? And they're like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. We're taking all the money. <laughs> yeah. And all of it, too. They do, It's not like just like, oh, we need to skim some off the top, you know. It, it, this was for your four years, but your well, first two we, years are paid for. Exactly. Like, there's nothing like that. Nope, it's just like, we are taking all of it. Sorry. There's Tough. no... Go to community college. Yeah, there's no other options. And, like, her mom had a store. So the the thing that I'm gripping, like, trying to handle is that, like, how were they financially responsible enough to save up for her college, but also financially irresponsible enough to just, like, burn it all down right before it happens? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the dichotomy of that doesn't play well in my head. I'm like, Ugh. like I don't think you guys would have done it. They, they don't have any throwaway lines either, like, oh, the hurricane swept through. We lost everything. Yes. Like, well, they say her mom's store is going to, like, her mom's But they don't say why. Store. Yeah, exactly. They're not like, oh, you know, your grandfather's cancer treatments. or Like, you know, they yes. could have thrown something in there where we'd be like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. But it was like, nope, 
Yeah, you're <laughs> like, just done. And they're in a nice house. Like, sell the fucking house, dude. A really, exactly. A really nice house. This is clearly a rich town. And maybe they're not the richest family in town, which is implied, but you wouldn't be able to tell by going into their home. Yeah. They all have these, like, baller-ass houses. Like, you guys can't just, like, sell your house and, like, move up the street to be like, okay, like, <laughs> figure this out for her. Like, Especially since she's, she's, she seems like she's the only child, right? Or am I missing a sibling? No. I, we don't see another sibling, so it's, yeah. So she's the only child. She's about to go away to college. Perfect time to downsize, I think. Yeah. And she's valedictorian. <laughs> like, she'll be totally fine. Like, I'll be like, I'm investing everything into you right now. This is the time that you invest into her, right? Like, this is, like, it. Like, she could be your meal ticket forever if you really it's play true. this right. Absolutely. They could get a condo, you know, sell the house to a, Rent a young an family moving into town. Rent an apartment. It's something, you know, something small for the two of them. And they can get, you know, I, the only thing I think of is, like, maybe they owe, like, the mafia money for, like, their store <laughs> or something. They, they need it right away because they were... They were void of details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was real hush hush. They're about to burn the store down. Like that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe they did, and they were caught for insurance fraud, and they're like, "Fuck uh, it," you know. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But we're we're quickly in a situation where we see, she, you know, because she's a good kid. She really is. Even throughout, she is, she's yeah. she's a good kid, and they make that pretty clear. But when she starts going over, well, she's tutors uh mark and linda's kids and mark being like hot dad and linda being the woman from old school and entourage you could tell that something's gonna happen with mark because he's way too good looking to be like a random dad in this movie (laughs) he's too good looking (laughs) and he's like too helpful yeah i mean like i'm a grown man i think that i'm pretty helpful but i'm not this overly helpful to anyone and i think that's like a scary sign right i think think men in general aren't this helpful no no absolutely not like (laughs) I think, uh, you know, I think Rachel would probably be, you know, raise an eyebrow if you're like, oh, I'm bringing this uh, 17-year-old to my alma mater over the weekend. I'm This is what I said to her. Like, we were watching the movie, and I'm like, Rachel, (laughs) if we were, if I was like, hey, I'm taking our babysitter to my old college for a weekend, (laughs) what would your reaction be? And she's like, like, that would be so fucking weird. And I was like, yeah, even for me, like, if, if I had a good relationship with this babysitter, and we knew her parents... You know what I mean? So, like, it was, like, an established relationship. Like, it was, like, your daughter, right? I would still be like, oh, I want to show my show the babysitter my old college. Rachel, come with me to not even yes. put me in the situation yes, that looks absolutely. creepy, right? Like, I'd be like, I can have Rachel there just in case to be like, hey, look, my wife's coming too, so this isn't as weird as it looks. Like, here. Yeah. Nope, nope. But does he not, like, tell his wife? Because she doesn't seem to know that this happened. I, I can only imagine that he didn't tell his wife, yeah. but it's like a she's secret. also like, I guess, yeah, and I, I was going to say, she's also the babysitter. I'm surprised she didn't mention it. Like, oh, I'm so happy that Mark is taking me to his old college, but I don't know. I don't want to like, blame the women here. It's certainly not their fault, but you would think they would have. Uh, but wouldn't you notice it's weird that your life. husband and your babysitter are gone the same weekend? Also, just like as like a mom, like and just like planning shit. And suddenly she's talking about your husband's alma mater all the time and it has been going. Yeah, it would be so weird. Like you'd be like, something fucking weird's going on here. And also, like if you're, you know, he's like, oh, graduates here make minimum 400,000. Yeah. Great. But like you're not investing well if you're investing in your babysitter to go to college just for sex. Like that's. That's fifty thousand dollars a saying. year like, for sex. Two hundred thousand dollars on, uh, like, on the long term 
she got you for. Like, I want to be that kind of sugar baby. Holy fuck, dude. Like, if I could make 50 grand a year. <laughs> of course. With, like, a hot dude. Believe. He's, like, good looking. And, like, not that it, old. It's hard for us as the viewers to be like, oh, she shouldn't do that. And we know she shouldn't do that. Yes. Because we know it's morally wrong. And we, we also know that we're watching a movie. She's going to get caught. You know, this, is not, yeah. this movie's <laughs> not going to be about their romance. So that's really why our guilt trip is in there. But if this was one of our friends, theoretically, and they let's let's take the underage illegal aspect aside of it. She's 18. One of your friends, she's make her 18. Yeah. She's, like, sure. a full senior, but she's a little bit older. She's 18. Yeah. One of your friends goes to you and says, "Hey, I you know I'm not too keen. There's this married person, and I don't know. It's a little weird, but he's giving me fifty thousand dollars a year for the next four years, and I just have to have sex with them from time to time. By the way, this person is really, really good looking. He's really I mean, good looking, and he has like a family, so it's not going to be like every weekend. Like he can't get away like every like it's like maybe once a month. So you're okay, twelve. So forty eight sexes with this guy for two hundred grand." And he pulls the old, like, cheating dad line, like, oh, we're drifting apart anyway kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like, obviously, that's such that's, that's such bullshit, but, like, w- men do that. Like, at least that's what movies tell me, you know? What? But that's always sugar daddies? Yeah, like, just like, oh, you know, I know we're married, but listen, it, it doesn't look as good as it does on paper. Oh, I've heard this in real life, like, from, like, like you know, like, people that I knew, they were like, like, like why are you hooking up with this married guy? And she's like, well, he's like, he's getting a divorce eventually. And yes. you're like, what? Like, like, like yeah, of course he's going to tell you that. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> so, I mean, and I bring this whole angle up because, to me, this is almost like a movie of two stories. Like, this could have just been the movie, right? Like, I'm glad we had both. What, her and the dad and the sex ring? Yeah, there's her and the dad, yes. and I've, I'm sure there's Lifetime movies that are just kind of on this, like, yeah. and the dad maybe goes a little bit more crazy, Yep, like, to heighten the drama there, mm-hmm. and there's also the sex ring aspect, but this had both, and unfortunately, for Ashley, our lead, she got entangled with both, uh, both, you know, the dad drama and the sex ring drama. I mean, yes, he was soliciting sex from her because he gave her goods, but you can argue that, like, Mark wasn't part of the real like pimp sex ring he no. was just doing something yeah. which again i'm not forgiving his act no definitely not he's still a scumbag <laughs> but but he wasn't like handing her cash to have sex he like gave her a dress he said he'd pay for her school it was like way more like a sugar baby kind of relationship yeah than like an overt prostitution like here's the count it out here's the hundred dollars like he wasn't good. in he wasn't in their spreadsheet yeah see. exactly <laughs> because, you know, the other, not all of them, but the other girls are, at the same time are starting to more and more. Engage, and you, you see how the price keeps going up? It's like $100, $500. Yeah, yeah. $1,000. They're becoming entrepreneurs. And these guys are like, <laughs> they obviously look older and they're like rich, fancy, scummy guys. Like, yeah, they get creepier what? too. Like as the price goes up, the guys get creepier. <laughs> It's like they're not even yeah. dads anymore. They're just creepy uncles. Like, Yeah, the one of them ends up being a really creepy uncle. Exactly. <laughs> to the to the one girl, Harper, um, who's, you know, we always have to have a rival, a rival girl. Yeah. And, I can't, and like, can we jump to the end just for a second? Like, we can jump wherever. Okay. How? So, so we see the movie, you know, we talked about like we feel bad for the girls and like we don't blame them, whatever. At the end of the movie, the rich people and shitty Harper win. Yep. 
She just yep. wins. She just like she gets her thrown out of Pepperdine because she like is like I'm gonna snitch on you, and the girl's like, "What? You just made that up?" And she like it's real. She's like, you know, you guys are being hookers, and she's like, "No, we're not." And she's like, I'm just going to tell the paper then, and you're gone. She gets her booted, and then gets off the wait list, goes in, and, like, the whole time she was like, I'm rich, I should be going to this school, and they just, that, that's what happens. Like, that's exactly how it plays out. I'm like, Which is so damn. funny, because Ashley really deserved to go to that school. Yes! Heard. She just couldn't afford it, it. What's funny, too, is, like, how one-to-one it ended up being um, at this fictional pressman school in, in, in do you know Philadelphia. Do you know, what, is it, no, it's in California, I thought. No, because they eat the Philly they eat the Philly cheesesteaks. Yes, I know, but it's just a Philly cheesesteak like car. I thought I thought that's why they had to fly to Philadelphia. Oh, do they fly to Philadelphia? Is that what he says? Yeah, but I don't think they shot it in Philly. <laughs> just think Yeah. Because Pressman to me, I thought that Pressman was hinting at Pepperdine because it looked like it was in like Malibu to me. It looked like Pepperdine, you're right. Right? But... Did it feel like that to you too? Okay, but they I just like had they, to go they, to Philadelphia in quotes. Yeah, because they they maybe they didn't want to get sued or something, but they put like an establishing shot of like a little bit of Philly. And oh, then... I totally even missed. Like once I heard Pressman, I was like, oh, this this is definitely just Pepperdine. Like she's in California. <laughs> it it's a business again, school. It didn't look like it. Yeah, it's like a rich business school. Like it's private. Like this is what I was thinking. Wouldn't be shocked if they just didn't want to get sued or something. You yeah, know? you know what was what, Atlanta State? What would or what did we get last time? <laughs> I think it was Atlanta State, something like that. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> regardless, so it's also to, funny. So they go to Philly, so, they get a cheesesteak, but they get a cheesesteak from a food truck. <laughs> yeah, which is so stupid. I didn't even know and that there is cheesesteak food trucks in Philly. And it says best cheesesteaks in Philadelphia, like just like any old deli says, like you know, world's best coffee. Yeah, world's best coffee. Same thing. It's like, oh, I used to always get it here. Really, at this food truck? That yeah, like- was the food truck like there twenty years ago? Like, did you have a food? This is so, so many questions. And when he orders it, it's so silly because he goes, thanks, my man. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's reverting. He, like, is back in college. I was thinking <laughs> this, too, because there's, like, another shot right after this that he's, like, sitting on the grass. And I'm like, what 40-year-old man wants to go sit on the grass at, like, the green of his old college? Have you ever thought about doing this? I'd be like, oh, you'd be, like, the creep. We Like, we say it, right? Well, like, well, yeah. If I we mean... go to high school, you're, like, you're the creepy old guy. If I showed up to, like, a college and was, like, sitting on the grass right now, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm still the creepy old guy. And, like, I'm not that old much older than like what a college person would be right like 10 no, they'd be years like, why is that pro- why is that professor being weird <laughs> yeah, yeah why is this young professor being so weird <laughs> like that's what it is <laughs> yeah but again he's a creep i think he's I, my in my mind he was trying to be like see you're gonna be in college i'm almost in college I'm exactly like a college guy yeah it, it's a grooming as they say like, oh, there's a lot of like yes good word there's a lot of grooming here where when she does sleep with him, it's not that – it's weird. It's weird. But you, you put yourself in her shoes, and you could see how she would be tricked. I was impressed, though, that when they go on this college trip together, that right away after sleeping with him, she's like, wow, why did we do this? This was so bad. Yes, she's so mature, like emotionally mature. She's like, this was a terrible idea. I regret this. Like, we can't keep doing this. Like, that's not how this is going to work. And then he's like, I'll pay for your school. And she's like, okay, maybe. <laughs> what again this guy's a creep i'm not rooting for him no definitely what not a, what a dumb choice like i bet he could have said in that instance i'll pay for your books and she would have probably <laughs> said, okay. you think he over he overpaid he should just oh, negotiate it down yeah <laughs> 
I was thinking it was yeah, you're right. I was thinking it was a bad investment too. I was like, he could have fucked one of the other girls for three hundred bucks at the beginning of this. Like now he's two hundred grand on the hook. Like what the fuck? Like the terrible choice. Like how did did you really go to this business school? Because you're doing terrible business right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I wonder what his job is. Let's yeah. So it, it was the first prices were a hundred and fifty dollars for, for yes, for going down, as they said. But yes. Well, I wrote one fifty BJs, three hundred sex. That's exactly what I have as a note too. <laughs> like like copy paste. Like I have the exact same thing. I was trying to yeah, keep these track. girls are better business people than this dude, for sure. You know, they're young entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is actually in three 30-minute acts, which is kind of amazing. Because I was like watching the timestamp. The first act, she almost does nothing wrong, actually. Nope. Absolutely. You know? She's a good girl. Yeah, it's a story about this girl kind of, you know, struggling in this hometown, wanting to get into college, a go-getter, doing her thing, the college stuff. And this sex kind of scene at uh, the college, or not at the college, you know, like in Philly, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, that happens like 30 minutes in and the next 30 minutes are I don't want to call it her romance with him but sort of like their relationship and such yes and, and then the last 30 minutes like she's called it off they're breaking up and she's kind of a thi- you know things are going downhill I mean I don't know if it's like exact 30 because in the middle of that second act is when she breaks up with him really yeah and that's when she start. that's when she starts like Going into the business, you know, and I guess the last act is just like her downfall, essentially, yeah. or the downfall of them all. The second act part, though, when she like, so like they had had the first weekend, and then he goes and visits, she goes and visits him at his office, right? And he's yeah. like, he has all the food. And she's like, you know, it's creepy, like, you have pictures of your wife on your desk, and, like, I know her and the kids, so, like, this is kind of creepy. And he says something so great, he's like, she, he's like, oh, I have all this food or something, and he's like, we could eat before, during, or after. And she was like, ooh, gross. Like, which is such a good, <laughs> like, like, she's so realistic. She's like, why would we eat during sex? That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's trying to be cool and hip and young, and she's yeah, like, suave. Like, nope. Like, stop. Gross. Like, why are you such a weirdo? <laughs> and to this point, you reminded me so far in my, in my notes in terms of lines I wrote down. Um, a lot of them come from the kids, but I think it's Daniel who says, like, I got bitch slapped, C minus, when he's talking about his grade. <laughs> when they're talking about, like, they're establishing the prostitution service, yeah, they mention that they're screwing for bucks, which I thought was <laughs> an, an, something that no one's ever said before. Screw them for bucks. That's like that's something that like your grandpa would like say to you <laughs> yeah. when you're like twelve. Like, what was she doing? Oh, she's probably screwing for bucks over there. Like, look at this lady on the corner. Like, you know, and you'd be like, okay, like you get what he's saying, but he didn't say anything bad. It's like exactly if if, if you're already starting a prostitution ring, I doubt you're saying screwing. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Was there was another line around now? There's a Robert around. Pattinson name drop, by the way. Did you catch there it? Is a, no. Yeah, they said like, "Oh, like you guys look like you've been sleeping with Rob Pattinson." Oh. And I was like, "Yes, thank you, Twilight Forever. Here we go." That's great. That's great. A lot of connection here. Yeah. Oh, here's a quote I wrote down. Is this National Slut Day? 
Is this National Slut Day? I didn't get the memo. (laughs) I do like that one a lot. Because they they decide that, like, once they're, like, promiscuous with, like, the dads, and they have all this money, they're just like, okay, the first thing we need to buy is, like, a whole new wardrobe that's, like, super skanky. And, like, that's what we're wearing to school from now on. Yeah, let's look like strippers at school. That's not going to (laughs) elicit suspicion. Yeah, exactly. Like, we just start showing up, like, in very promiscuous clothes. Like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> but I had I had to write this scene down. Daniel's still kind of in pursuit, and Ashley likes him. She's not seeing, which again I give her a lot of mature credit, but she's not seeing Mark as like, oh, this is my boyfriend now. She's We're not, in love, no, which is great, which is great. Yeah, she's like emotionally <laughs> detached from it. She's like, this is how I'm gonna pay for school. Like, like I get it. Like he's a nice guy and he's hot, but like this isn't my boyfriend. For sure. No, because like in a weird way, she respects his wife and the family. Yep, yep, true. But uh, Daniel invites her to that big high school party, mm-hmm. and again, very intense party scene. And not not okay. It's not tense, but I'm talking about like girls dancing, and we got our like drinks in the air kind of shots and stuff. They're, uh, they're um sensual dancing to dubstep. Yes, yes, perfect, yeah. perfect party. Exactly. And then she kind of like Daniel wants it. But she kind of says, oh, no, 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 you know, which I think, again, it's like a sign that she is separating her romance with Daniel and her whatever she's having with Mark. Yeah. And she wants a real relationship with Daniel, too. She likes like from the beginning, he just like doesn't see her like that until like, you know, until he can like smell it on her when she has that good musk from the dad. (laughs) And then he's like, "Okay," he's like, he's like, "Okay, yeah, she's ready. (laughs) (laughs) so bad i'm sorry but no it's it's exactly how it plays out right like he's like oh she's nobody whatever whatever let's eat a pizza and then like she sleeps with the dad and he comes back and he's like hey what's different about you you know like it's true (laughs) but then the dad mark like again i'm not advocating for his little (laughs) business arrangement he set up but he has to know he's screwing it up because he's like oh you went to a party with a guy I don't want you being with any other man. And yeah. she rightfully so is like, aren't you married, dude? Yeah, exactly. Like, this can't be a two. Like, if we want to have, like, the good sugar baby relationship here, you have to realize that, like, I'm going to have a real boyfriend. And, like, you're just going to pay for my school and come visit once a month. Like, that's a fair arrangement. Yeah, she's so much smarter than he is. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, to her credit, she's like, leave me here. Yeah, let I, me out of the car. Like- I'm good. And also, that's, like, right when she says, um, she says something that was so great, and it reminded me of something else. She's like, Mark, I'm 17, okay? And it reminds me. makes it clear, her age, which is great, because yeah. everyone watching is like, maybe she's 18. No. She's, like, an older senior. Nope, 17. I'm 17. And you know what it reminded me of? Did you watch um, Love is Blind on Netflix? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you remember Jessica? And she would be like, Mark is only 23. And like, she kept saying it over and over again. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is what it is. He's like, Mark, I'm 17. And he's like, <laughs> so it just reminded me of that and made me laugh. <laughs> Good call. There is some intersection between that kind of reality TV and Lifetime for sure. Oh, again. yeah. Again, in a weird way, and maybe this is why I enjoyed the movie a lot, but Ashley is a strong character like she is she her flaws are like her youth you know that yeah doesn't really understand all the consequences of her actions but she understands them more than her classmates they give us enough motivation to be like okay i know she doesn't want to sleep with this 
other guy she ends up sleeping with, like when there's that creepy ass pool party. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we get why she has to. Mark has put her in way over her head, gotten her hopes up about this college. She really wants to go. She sees this as her path, and she just feels like she really needs to make money because this is her dream. And exactly. I blame Mark more than her for all of this, honestly. Yeah, because she was actually pretty comfortable going to like a state school, which would be a good idea. Like, I mean, she she didn't want to go to community college, but he like pitches this like super expensive private school to her and then gets her hopes up. Yeah. And now she's like, well, now I'm in it. And like, I love this place and I want to go there and I'm going to make all this money when I graduate. So like, I'm just have to suck it up for these four years and then I'll be good. It's uh yeah, again, it, it borderline's tragic, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily feel that way all the time. Speaking of the school, she does like the interview, whatever. But then she has that, like, she meets, like, the female alumni girl, like, lady. Do you know what I'm talking about? She, like, goes over this, like, alumni's house, and they're, like, talking, and she's like, you know, like, oh, I think you'd be a good fit at Peppermint, right? That's what it's called. Pressman, Pressman. <laughs> Some Pressman, Pressman. Yeah, Pressman. She's like, I think you'd be a good fit there. And she's like, I know, but it's, like, really expensive. And then, like, does this woman give her, like, a wink and a nod, and she's like, you're a clever girl. I know you'll find a way to pay for it. And you're like, what? Like, are you in incur- Do you know what's happening? Did I thought that they, they might? I thought that she might have known Mark, and Mark kind of like was like, oh, oh, she might, maybe, like may. This is me just inferring. But like, maybe she's like, oh, this is kind of weird. You're bringing this girl up here, and he's like, well, we kind of, you know. She's like, oh, all right, I get it. I'm not saying it's a good thing from that character, but yeah, it was really weird. Like, you're a smart girl. You'll figure it out. You'll find some way. She wasn't like. You know, she didn't say it in a kind of way of like giving encouragement. Yeah, it was and, it, more like, and she has a business, so she wasn't like, like hopefully your business keeps going and takes off, and like you can pay for it. It was like you'll find a way. <laughs> wink, wink. Like what the fuck <laughs> is going on here? That was so bizarre. It's so I, weird. Yeah, but and then we never see her again. So like, nope. you're right. Like if this was like Mark's friend, and Mark's like, hey, I think I'm gonna pay for this girl's school, like the other one, and she's like, yeah, I know, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that would make more sense than her just dropping that weirdo line like before she leaves, like. <laughs> and it, it like kind of ends there, so. Yeah. So so weird, so weird. Um, I kind of want to talk about. What? There's not much with the other girls, you know. But okay, Ashley's clearly our star. But I do want to talk a little bit about them. Rachel, um, we mentioned is the pin. Yeah, Rachel, and she becomes. It's Ashley's app. It's like Ashley's business. Yeah, she's the, Ra- she's the real person. Like Ashley's the the head of the company for sure. But Rachel takes it over completely in terms of like the prostitution ring aspect of it. And yes. she's running things to the point where like Ashley's like, I want out at certain points. People are like, I want out. And Rachel's the one saying like, nah, not happening. Yeah, that. And also like <laughs> the, the, the imagery that like made me think that she became such a pimp is that she's like driving this girl and like dropping her off and like collecting her afterwards like yeah. and holding the money too like she like pays her out like it's so <laughs> strange like instead of her being like hey we figured this out like you could go do this too she's like no i'm going to set it up these are the guys i drop you off i pick you up be back with my money this is how it's going to work and it's like whoa like you took a very powerful role really quickly <laughs> I also wanted to talk about this one girl, Gilly, who's like, 
into art and she wants to go to yes. art school. She yeah. doesn't have the money. And she eventually like gets roped in, but when they're at that like creepy pool party. Pool, yeah, creepy pool party with like creepy older guys and teenage girls. Yeah. Like and there's this guy and like I was almost gonna forgive her for doing something because he's like an art curator. He definitely would have helped her career, but she just couldn't do it. She walks away. She's like, I'm uh, out, yeah, I, I'm not doing this. And, and eventually she'll come back a little bit later. But it's a... Uh, we're getting signs that something bad is definitely going to happen. And that it's not, not out of their control, which is very interesting, right? Like, you get, like, if the, if the one girl can leave, then they're consciously staying. Like, as much as we're saying, like, Mark's pressuring her and stuff like that, like, if the one girl could get out and didn't get, like, beat up and, like, dragged back, then, like, we know that they could leave, so they're... They're somehow complicit in their choices here. Yeah, and that's an interesting choice that they made because this is not a movie of like fear, right? Like, no. there's never. It's more like, oh God, what's going to happen? But now, oh my God, is she going to die? You know? Yep. She has no way to go. She has no way to. Like, her, all her pressures are financial and education related. They're not like life and death related. Exactly. And none of them are on drugs, which is surprising. Very surprising because then the real story did involve drugs. Yeah, but, I, like, I, you know, then you'd feel like, oh, like, these older guys were drugging these girls. Like, that's kind of, you know, you feel more sympathetic. But it's like, no, they're clean cut other than they just try to make money from having sex with old dudes. Yeah, there's an element of personal responsibility. And even at the end when they're all caught, it's just like, no, 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 I could have gotten out of this. I didn't kind of, kind yep. of sentiment from all of them, from all of them universally. Yeah, they're so much more mature than everybody else in the movie. It's awesome. (laughs) So the one dude she ends up, like, getting paid to have sex with, Ashley, after the whole breakup with Mark. Yes. He he ends up being, as we mentioned, the uncle of her rival. Harper. Yeah. (laughs) Harper. And that's the one who we mentioned who didn't get into the school she wanted to get into. So, I mean, it's, like, briefly blackmail, but she right away, like, is like... I'm going to the papers and starts handing out newspapers to everyone at school. Yep. Like, see, they're all hookers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's funny because the movie didn't end here. It was like at least 20 more or at least 15 more minutes of. Yes. We, just that was a good stuff point. happening. Because normally at Lifetime, like we would have like ended there. Right. Like that would have been the end. But we get to see maybe the a five minutes of like visiting like someone in prison or something. Yeah. You know? but no. We get yeah we get we get to see everything play out. They're in the police station for a while. Yep. The parents first like start asking her like how did this happen? What what was your motivation? And it was like hi maybe you took all my money. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was one of my favorite scenes too because you're like you're like dad how do you not see how this happened? You told me I had no money for college. I started getting money for college. Like that's like it's the straightest connection ever. Just like draw the line. If I'm the dad. I am feeling so guilty oh, yeah. for the rest of my life. I'm not blaming her. Even though, yeah, it is partially her fault, I'm not blaming her in Iota. No. Because I'm like, oh, God, this is like the worst case scenario from what we did. And it came true. This is all our fault. That's what I would think, at least. Yeah, you know, like everybody's like, you know what? Like, if, if you do this, you're going to wind up in the gutter, prostituting. It's like, no, that's exactly what you did to your daughter. Like, you, But it was your fault. Like, not her choices, <laughs> like your choices. So bad. And you reminded me of something, too. There's the one scene with, like, the rich dude who's paying her. I I didn't get his name, whatever. And he's like, ooh, we're doing something special today. Let's take pictures with a real-life prostitute. Yeah. Yeah, like, what the (laughs) fuck? 
it gets like really, really sketchy really fast. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And I, you know, we all get why she's uncomfortable, but it, it all it was also a really like heavy handed lesson. Like, you see, you could become a prostitute forever like this lady. And that's what she says. She's like, I don't want to be like her, like an old prostitute. Like, I'm just a young prostitute for now. <laughs> So crazy, so crazy. But you get it, you get it. Like that would, we've all probably taken jobs that were like, oh, this is temporary, right? Yep. But then there's the guy who's worked there like 20 years and you're like, oh no, I don't want to be that guy. Exactly. You, know? you see him and you're like, he's like, yeah, I just thought I was going to be here for a couple months too. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that old cliche. Like, you're like, oh yeah, I'm just doing this to, you know, pay for something and I'm just going to be here probably like six months or, or the summer and the guy just thought, that's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> and once you hear that, you're like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. And we it. get it here in the form of like, again, a seeing, sex worker. <laughs> yeah, seeing an older <laughs> prostitute. Exactly. Oh man, so what do you think of this, how everything plays out in the ending here? Um, I think that we get a nice turn with the pregnancy being like, that's kind of like the, the crux of it. Of oh, it yeah. Breaking, oh yeah. Right. Like the one girl's like, I just forgot to take my pills. And like, who, and they're like, who, who's the dad? And she's like, I don't know. Like, like it could have been any of these guys. Were you with me for the past three weeks? Like, do you see what we did? Like it was everyone. So there's that. But then like, I feel really, I like that the one girl was like, hey, I, I knew that I took the reins here. I'm taking the fall. That was very respectable. But I, I feel really bad that, like, they all kind of crumbled and, like, the rich guys just get away with Like, the rich people just win in this one, which is so weird. Like, there's no happy ending in the sense that, like, I was hoping at least one of them gets murdered, right? Like, maybe, like, the mom comes back and, like, stabs Mark somehow. That would be good. She's, like, crime of passion. Like, once I found out, I couldn't help myself, so she gets off. Then the girls get off. But, like, everybody's life gets ruined except the rich guys. Yeah, again, they're on the sex offender list. That can't be fun. I don't know from No, oh, yeah, and he did say he was going to get disbarred, I guess. Yeah, so, like, his life is ruined, but he's not going to jail. No, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I think that... While they're admitting it, and they obviously aren't completely innocent, and they are relatively old, they're not like seven-year-olds or something, like completely yeah. unaware of their actions, I, I do think that like the ringleader going to jail was really excessive. I, I think, think so, too. Just... She's a 17-year-old girl. Like, I get that like you were doing this, but like she's she's not running a criminal empire. Right? Like, it was just like, oh, we had this babysitting thing, and I realized that the dads would pay us to have sex with them. Like, so I told my friends about it. Like, that's not... I, even it, all of her, like, pimp actions that she's doing, like, she's also a 17-year-old girl. Like, she doesn't need to be in jail. She could have gotten... Yeah. She could have gotten some kind of, like, punishment that was, like, community service, too. Because, like, really, they were the ones that got taken advantage of, so... I don't get it. Look, she's not going to the, she's probably not going to go to college or like, you know, the college that she thought she was going to. She's not gonna, it's not like, it's like she's getting off scot-free, you know, she's, uh, the whole town knows what she did, you know. Yeah, she has to like leave now. But also these girls, we established, if they're like babysitters and tutors and everybody loved this company, like, didn't they have like precedent that they were like good girls? 
Like, wouldn't yeah. the judge take that into consideration? Like, okay, like, look, you guys have good grades. Like, you're value mem- valued members of the community. Like, you did something really dumb, but, like, that's not punishable forever. Like, you don't need to go to jail. Like, even if she went to j- she's there's they're like, you're going to get out of here soon. But even still, it's like, why did she go to jail in the first place? Like, that's not a place for you. But I think bad legal advice look i'm not a lawyer but if i was i'd be like just put it on the guys you know totally like even if you want to take the blame saying like oh i definitely started this be like that dad pressured me into it for sure yeah yeah nobody's gonna like take his word over yours (laughs) like even if you're lying i'm saying like yeah blame that dad like he's an adult you're not that's what happens yeah because i really too i really doubt she was like it didn't seem like it at least that they were approaching clientele like that they were going up to dads and say hey i run a prostitute service you know it seems like the dads were always the one inquiring and i think there is a legal distinction between that like they weren't necessarily like selling their wares or whatever yes 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 Uh, you're very right yeah true so i mean again i'm not a lawyer any lawyers out there want to like correct me on that yeah (laughs) or a judge yes certainly not a judge this would be a very inappropriate show to have if Yeah. <laughs> in the end of the day, again, the ringleader girl goes to jail. Like you said, everyone else is on like a sex offender list. But the other girls just have again community service and kind of they they have to just not go to the schools of their dreams and such. And they're not Become allowed to walk in the graduation. Yeah. So so the one girl becomes a barista, and the artsy girl uh, Gilly comes in, and she's like, "Oh, art school's great." And it's, they just kind of have seen like, "Well, I should." It's one of those scenes where it's like, well, I should have walked away, too. You were the one who did the right thing, kind of. Thing. Yeah. I like that she's like, like, do you see any of the uh, the other girls? Because, like, the, the art school girl, like, got out, right? Because she's the one who yeah. walked away, and she was like, I'm not dealing with these chicks. Like, they're going way too far. And um, she's like, do you see any of the other girls? She's like, oh, no, like, we make fake plans and, like, whatever, whatever. And she's like, hey, we should do something. And she's like, I leave tomorrow. Like, she didn't even make fake plans with her. (laughs) She's like, like, I'm out. Like, no, I just saw you at the barista shop. Like, you guys threw it away when we lost it. Like, back at that pool party, (laughs) I was done with you girls, so... Yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> not, yeah, she's like, nope, not, no, 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 I'm good. Totally fine over here. But we end on a hopeful note because Daniel, who has blown her off because, you know, she was a prostitute and he didn't like it. Yeah. He just appears in the window like, hey, maybe I'll give this girl a second chance. And they kind of smile least that's at each other. Took. Yeah. That's what I took from it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think that they could wind up together. I mean, what did you think of the overall tone that this film has because it doesn't end with like a scary tone or like an oh my god tone or like what's gonna happen next tone it was a hopeful tone it was but so this was like my biggest gripe with it that like for it to be maximum lifetime movie i loved everything up until the very end but it needed a murder and it needed like some darkness at the end to like really like leave you you know holding there but like the rich people winning there's hopefulness that, that she, like, winds up with the other guy that she loved. I was like, eh, it's kind of a cop-out. Like, it's it's wrapped up too neat and tidy at the end, right? Very, very. Yeah, so, like, that was kind of... I wish we would just, like, ended it. If you wouldn't have seen him at the end, I think it would have been better. Yeah, because of it's almost brilliant what you're saying in terms of before that, when the the friend is like, oh... Gilly just goes up, oh, you know, I'm leaving town. Sorry. Yeah. You know, we're done. Cause that, that note is more like, Oh, 
well, can she really ever repair her image? Exactly. But that's like, no, true love. Yeah, I found it weird as well. <laughs> yeah. like, like, we don't need him to be there. Like, you know, we could imagine they maybe got back together or something, but like, huh. But I guess at the point that they leave it off, like, he doesn't, like, walk in the store. He's, like, through the glass, and they kind of just, like, look at each other. So maybe he could have, like, kept walking, and we wouldn't have known. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, either leave him keep walking, or just, like, don't have him appear at all. And she'd be like, fair. oh, like, really hurt by this. Fair, fair. It, it was interesting. It was weird. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't your classic Lifetime movie, like you said, in terms of the murders or yeah it's sinister aspects it was again weirdly uplifting <laughs> yeah yeah strangely positive for such like a weird movie creepy creepy as hell trust me like there was times i was like ooh, that's gross but it wasn't like dark there like you said there wasn't a murder there wasn't um you know like a pure evil character because even mark who I don't like is definitely scummy. Yes. He has his endearing moments. Yeah. Like he's a good looking guy. He's not like. <laughs> I yeah. Know. I don't know. It's weird. It, it is weird. There's a lot of gray in this one. One of my favorite quotes, though, that I forgot to bring up is that, like, the one. So we have Rachel going for it, like, from the jump. And then the other friend, what was her name? Ashley? No, not uh, Ashley. Ashley's, Ashley's the main, the main one. person. Who's like the sport? Who's Sporty Spice? Like that I think one. Janet. I think Janet. Okay, so Janet's like you know feeling it out. She sends her to the first one, and the guy's like, okay, like I got an escort, and he seems like he's a pro at this, right? Like he like comes picks her up from the door. He's wearing a suit, and she's like, how do we do this? Do you want to like? And then she just strips like in the lobby of oh, the hotel. Oh yeah. And you're like. Whoa, like where, like this is like an apartment building or like a lobby of a hotel. This isn't his house. And he just like strips, strips. And I was like, wow. So like, she's just on it. Yeah. Like she knows what to do at this point. Zero Um, to 100 real quick. And she's wearing like really like fancy, like lingerie. She's not like in like Aeropostale stuff from the mall, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Like at this point, she's a pro. Like, there's no. But she like she she didn't do it before. It was like her first time. So she just like shows up. Like the other girl, like Rachel, must have really coached her up. That's the only thing I can guess, right? Like you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. So I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, last question. Yes. Question for you. Question that I wish Kyle was here for. On a cheesesteak, do you do whiz or provolone? Oh, I I do the whiz. I do the whiz. You do. I love provolone. Don't get me wrong. I love both, but I'm in Philly, so I mean, I'm not in Philly often enough that I try to I try to appease the Philadelphians because they've always been good to me. That's but fair. I do en- I do enjoy both. Why wow, you you provolone guy? I'm a provolone guy, and I'm not even like anti canned cheese. Like I like I love nacho cheese. Just like on a cheesesteak, I think provolone just like suits it so much better. It's just like the choice there. You know what I mean? Like I could see like, I'm not like, Oh no, like that's gross. I would never eat that. It's just like on a cheesesteak. I'm like, I want provolone instead. I I do both. But again, at home, you're not in Philly. Do you do provolone or would you do whiz? Oh, I'm definitely doing provolone. Okay. You know, if I, if I go to like here in New York, like my local corner deli and get a, theoretically a quote-unquote Philly cheesesteak, I'm getting provolone. Okay. But if I'm in Philadelphia, it's the whiz whip. And, okay, I'll say this. like, Let's say I'm in Philly and I have this awesome travel channel job that I'm trying all the cheesesteaks in town. I think okay. a different 
cheese steaks merit different cheeses because the way they cut the meat yeah definitely matters because like that whiz with can can seep into some cheesesteak meat and you know if it's thick if it's thick pieces or thicker i'm probably taking the provolone yep if it's that really thin slice i'm probably taking the whiz wit because the the bread plays a factor too bread good point huge huge yeah, so are you eating it there? Right. Or are you taking it to go? Good Kyle question. You're right because that that is key. Though Kyle is very anti Philadelphia, so he might abstain <laughs> from that. That just comes from his sports allegiances. But yeah, makes sense. I mean, his favorite Philly cheesesteak is made in New Jersey. Oh, is Camden. it really? I mean, that one. To be honest, I forgot the name. Donkey something, but that one is really really good. I've had it as well. So it's not just like a criticism, but. I'll put it this way. If that's in his top five, he's making it number one because it's not in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not just saying like a random like yeah. sandwich like that he made is like top. But great question. Great question. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about that for sure. <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, th- I mean, there's a decent amount of there's because there was another food scene I wrote down and I was like, oh, I'm like, it's not worth talking about. But that was when he brought know. the food in and, and she's like, do you want to have sex yes. during the food? Duh. And he, he's Duh. Duh. Ooh, okay, gross. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. We talked about yeah. it. Okay, so I think these awards are going to be fun today. Uh, Wooderson Award. Is there a character who you would have liked to have seen more of in this film? Ooh, um... Hmm. I would say maybe the the counselor, because he was, like, so so pragmatic the whole time. Like, he's just, like, so checking the boxes off, right? Like yeah, how, I was like, thinking, how did he get this job? He's not sympathetic at all. No, he's like, hey, like, yep, your grades look good. Like, don't forget your safety schools. Like, okay, you can apply to that school. And she's like, okay, yay. And he's like, don't get your hopes up. I've seen too many yeah. people be heartbroken about this shit. Like, he's just like so down the line <laughs> that like he could have been the voice of reason through like a lot more shit here. That is true. Maybe we did need him more because I thought he was very cold. But you're right, he would have. He would have been like, no, don't do that. You're going to get caught. Exactly. They would have been like, oh, like, like if he would have caught them with the clothes and been like, girls, where'd you get these clothes from? Like, take them <laughs> off. And they're like, well, like our guy, like the, our babysitting dad bought it for us. And he's like, that's weird. Stop doing that. Like, you know, like and he could have just like stopped a whole bunch of shit. Like best case scenario, if he's paying for four years of college, do you really think the arrangement's going to end after four exactly. years? Exactly. What What are you going to have to do for him after that? What if his wife you know? finds out midway? How are you going to pay the rest of the way? Like that's what I'm, yeah. Like he was so direct that he could have like worked all this stuff out, right? <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. Okay, Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make the film better? Who would you delete from the film if you had to? Hmm. Who would I delete from this? Hmm. I think that the, the creepy guy that that tries to take pictures of her and the other prostitute, like he oh, needs God. to just go, cause like <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Like those two scenes that if we got rid of him, it would like we would still get that she was prostituting without it being like, okay, this is weird. You know, I hate how he doesn't just like have a phone either. He's just he has like a tripod. Camera. Yeah, yeah. Everything about that was creepy, and also like shame on that prostitute, not for being a prostitute. Or again, I don't know if sex worker is more profit. Yes, I don't know if sex worker is more appropriate today or whatever. You know, feel free to correct me. I'm not trying to demean sex workers. Absolutely, but not. I am. 
I am angry at her because it's like, if, if let's just assume she didn't know, but if she knew if the guy was like, Hey, we're gonna take photos with this 17 year old I've been buying. Like, you gotta be like, listen, I can't do that guy. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. That is wrong. Like she obviously has no morals. You know what I mean? To be like, okay, like there's a young girl like, and like you, you wouldn't sniff this out and be like, she's way too fresh. You know what I mean? Like if you've been around for a while, like you've been in the scene You'd be like, this girl's like way too green. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. Absolutely. Like, she probably knows other people in the industry in that area. So she's like, she oh, she could have found you one. someone else. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you want to take no, creepy but... pictures with two of them, cool. She would have got you someone. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So he can go. All right. For sure. Yes, he can go. Let's delete that dude. <laughs> All right. Cameron Fry Award. Was there anyone too old to be a high schooler? Look too old. I mean, 100%. There are a lot here, but. But it has to be what's his name? Uh, Daniel. Daniel it has to be Daniel. I like, s- I said yeah. okay. We couldn't find his age, but I said like I would give him a cool twenty six at least. At, at least, least, right? Like like, and that's even like dumbing it down. Like okay, like the youngest I'll believe is like twenty six. And I looked at him again. I was like, you could tell me twenty four, and I would argue it. But like, I could take twenty four. But still, that's twenty four, and he's supposed to be seventeen. And I think if they would have made him a. 17 year old looking guy would have like made his character more powerful because he would have been like oh my god he has no idea what world the girl he's into yeah is you know what kind of world she's gotten into but instead he's just like a dude like he's again i didn't feel like he was a dad but he definitely like felt like like your dad's younger brother who's maybe been dating someone for a while you yeah know? like oh who's that yeah he's my brother you know <laughs> you know that that kind of thing nothing because yeah. like Un- when we watched like Uncle Daniel, when we watched what was the other one? Uh, not was it gone? What was it called? Oh, Which fuck. one? The real famous one. She's too young. Oh, she's too young. Yeah. Yeah. When we watched She's Too Young, like he looked older, but he looked like nineteen, right? Like he could, like he's yeah. probably twenty. So it was like okay, he's like a little bit older. He looked like a college guy. Yeah, but he was like still like not an adult. This kid looks like he could be like he's like graduated college for sure yeah like i would you know like he could be a realtor you know he could he could he could be a young realtor for sure (laughs) yeah yeah you'd be like oh he's like oh look at that yeah he's a kind of a young realtor (laughs) an up-and-coming realtor exactly okay so rotten tomatoes has no critic no critics have ever rated this film audience score for it being stealthily popular on those old lifetime message boards not very high 34 percent perfect yeah. But we don't grade that way. We grade in the A plus to F scale here on High School Slumber Party. So, Joe, what is your grade for this film? I give this film a... Uh, so, what? what's our scale? Uh, I mean, we just, we're, we're just doing A to F these days. It was too hard to think of. If you want to make up a scale, you could do oh, that. Oh, I got a scale. Go it, okay, it, goes, go. it goes from $150 blowjob to $1,000 sex weekend. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so so from $150 blowjob to $1000 sex weekend, how much would you pay for this movie? No, <laughs> I, I would give it I would give it like a 650 like n- overnighter, okay? Not not a full co- not a full college tour, but like no. yeah, but like a 650 overnighter, like I said earlier, it needed a murder for me. There was no bonk. There was no stabbings. Um, the ending with the rich people kind of getting off let me down. I wanted some more retribution going on. 
So I was a little disappointed, but overall, this one is is a blast for like what it is. It's just I get let down by small pieces of the end. Yeah, no, it really is. You know, let's see what is. I'm trying to think of <laughs> what this scale is in terms of how does it translate to like letter grades. Um, but I'm right with you. It wasn't the best in terms of murders and like you said, head bonks and yeah. People in disguise. <laughs> yeah, people not getting recognized. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all, like, the person that looks identical to what they just look like and nobody else recognizes them. Yes. <laughs> That's what it needed. Yes. But it wasn't a bad movie by any stretch. It didn't drag. No. Like, it was, I don't I don't want to say it was fun, like, watching. I think it was fun. Like, I mean, but it was the fun. content it was, exactly. isn't fun, but the yes. movie is fun. It's a fun watch. It really is. It and is. I could see why it's, like, stealthily popular. Babysitter's Black Book. It's kind of an interesting title. Yeah. They don't do much babysitting in the movie. That only happens really at the beginning, but we get it. We get it. Yeah. They use babysitting to become uh, prostitutes. And this is something <laughs> This is something that you've alluded to. There are a lot of these films, right? Not always high school films where it's like they're one thing, but they're secretly another thing. Right? Yes. In terms of, and a lot of them are prostitution rings. <laughs> at least that's, that's this is actually like, like our second prostitution ring one, right? Did we watch another so. one that was a prostitution ring? No, you talked about a cheerleading one, but you said it was college. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. There is a cheerleading prostitution ring one, which is very similar. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you know, that kind of brings me to my next question, though. If you and I are... It doesn't have to be Lifetime movies, but, you know, it could be. But if you and I are, are watching this on our slumber party and we want to rent two more movies and our rent to get one free sale. What two other movies should we watch on our uh, babysitter's black book slumber party? Um, I'm looking up the name of the one. Cheerleading prostitution ring lifetime. Okay. So we watched this one, right? And I've done this to you before. I'm going to do it to you again. Next one I'm bringing is Wrong Babysitter. Nice. Yeah, nice. one of the wrong series. We have a wrong babysitter one. I'm going to bring you that. We got to we got to one of these days and we have all the time in the world, don't worry, but one of these days we got to you got to really bring me into the wrong series with the right wrong movie. <laughs> I will. I promise I will. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. Did I send you the picture the other week that they were playing just like Wrong Tuesday yes. or something? It was yes. like <laughs> and it was like 10 of them at least yeah it it was great (laughs) so i'd bring you that and then the movie that we just mentioned because it fits the theme so well but it's not a high school movie i would bring you the cheerleader escort too and we'd watch the college cheerleader prostitution ring movie so we'd have like two babysitter movies two prostitution ring movies three lifetime movies i think that would be a good love it good night love it perfect yeah and on this night what is your babysitter's black book sleeping bag look like oh uh it's a peppermint college sleeping bag wasn't it pressman oh yeah sorry i can't because i think it's pepperdine you're right it's pressman it's a pressman you can you can can invent (laughs) peppermint or whatever peppermint it has like a cheesesteak in malibu like it's just just like a shot of malibu and just one cheesesteak on it yeah that's what it is you know what's confusing me as well? What? And this is such a weird, like, psycho word association. You keep saying Pepperdine. Yes. It's making me think of Pepperidge Farm. And oh. Pepperidge Farm makes those chessmen cookies. Yes, 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 you yes, know? yes. I know what those are. They're like Moanos, so like but not. They, yeah, they have, like, chess pieces. Yeah. But, like, 
<laughs> so Pressman, Chessman, Pepperdine, Pepperidge Farm, it's all mixing together, you know. It's beautiful. We, we could have what <laughs> No, but I, I like your idea for the for the Peppermint or whatever it was. Pressman. Called. Pressman. College. Pressman College yeah, I like, sleeping I, bag. I like I like your Peppermint College. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With the Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> and a cheesesteak. Malibu and the cheesesteak on it. Yeah, exactly. And like one hotel room card or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe. So obviously you're doing a lot of Too Fast stuff on the network. Oh, yeah. Anything you want to plug from there? Um, Yeah, this, we're currently, we should be, when this comes out, we should be into the Letty Ortiz missing pieces lap of Too Fast. We're going to focus a lot on Michelle Rodriguez this lap. We're going to focus a lot on movies about, like, memory loss, things like that. So if you like either of those things, you know, we've kind of hit in a nice stride where we just, like, do all kinds of random shit now. So uh, check it out over there. We have a good time. It's a lot of nonsense like this. I'll probably talk about Lifetime movies over there all the time, too. So. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I sponsored two oh, movies. you as, did. As, uh, yeah. And, and one is very bad. but <laughs> That's perfect. Well, well, traditionally, traditionally. But that one again, that I said it because it's a car movie and it deals with amnesia. Yes. And it's perfect for it. You, you just had to. You just had to. It but is perfect. Can't wait. And Michelle Rodriguez, we share a last name. We share. Oh, that's a, right. I totally didn't even figure that. We share an ethnic heritage. It's so, true. But I always forget that too. Like, I don't see her as like a Rodriguez. <laughs> or, you know, like, I, she's just a separate person. Rodriguez is such a common name. Yeah. That you just don't. You don't like, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't process the same, but yeah, she's great. And looking forward to that lap. Um, and people of course can follow your exquisite, exquisite, uh, social media, like oh, your yeah. Twitter. The... True. Yeah. I, yeah. I drink a lot and tweet nonsense. So follow me at Joey D underscore. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Brian. Brian you'll find, find him. him. Yeah, <laughs> you'll find I'll, him. I'll tag him. I'll tag him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> works for me. Well, thank thanks so much. This is always thank a, you, brother. A blast. I love coming um, on and again, talking Lifetime movies with you. I'm sh- I'm sure you'll be on some more coming up. Oh but yeah, any I don't, theme I don't you know. want, any theme you want, we can find a Lifetime movie for it. <laughs> I promise. The year's going fast though, and I mean, I hope you're still committed to lap two of Twilight Forever. Hundred percent. I was watching it when I was home in Pittsburgh the other weekend, and I was just thinking how excited I was for when we do Twilight Forever. I forget which one. I was watching Eclipse, and I was trying to figure out how how Jacob had a tattoo at like 16 and Rachel was trying to tell me that they disappear or something. And so I still have a lot of questions on how, how this works. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of, a lot of questions that Kate Hudson helps me answer in this world. But sometimes it's just like, there's not explanations. Vampire baseball. Why is there a full, like 20 minutes of vampire baseball? I don't get it. Doesn't make sense. The biggest thing with Jacob is though, like, and this is a real life thing. It's not even a movie CGI thing. His body transformation from the first Twilight to the second Twilight, like he is a jacked teenager. <laughs> <laughs> we'll He's becoming a werewolf. That's what happens. I get it, but when you think of the real life implications, and yeah, and I don't want to spoil too much for you, but in the same movie, he gets jacked. Robert Pattinson has a six pack airbrushed on his stomach. So airbrushed? It it's airbrushed. Yes. Oh my yes. god. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Joe. This this was a pleasure. It was awesome. I can't wait. God, you got me all excited about Twilight now. I'm getting steamy over here. <laughs> Great having Joe 2 on. 
great Talking Lifetime films. I would never have been exposed to all these weird, great movies if it wasn't for him. So, yeah. Wow. Babysitter's Black Book. Bravo, Joe. Can't wait to have you on again. Now, whew, I've been waiting for this moment. Not really, but kind of. This Friday's film is a sequel to a film we covered, I think, two years ago. It was the first film that my good friend from Australia, Shawnee Mead, was the guest on. She volunteered because I could not find a guest for this film. And the rest is history. She's been on a ton of other episodes. The film was The Kissing Booth. And guess what? I've been mentioning this the last couple of weeks. But they dropped The Kissing Booth 2 on Netflix. The sequel. And boy, oh boy. I watched it. Shawnee watched it. And we're going to tell you all about it this Friday. So please watch it yourself. Just a warning. Well, I'll let you figure out the runtime when you see it. But yeah. <laughs> but it should be a blast. I know we kind of killed the first one, but we're going into this one with an open mind and an open heart. So The Kissing Booth 2. The Kissing Booth is open for business! Again! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize I was going to be this nervous. I'm guessing you might have a few questions. Let me bring you up to speed. As soon as school ended, Noah and I spent the whole summer together. And then, exactly 27 days ago, my heart flew off to Harvard. I miss you, jerk. I miss you more. And here I am, first day of senior oh, year. And here we go. Oh my god, Ellen, how are you? So many beautiful girls at Harvard. Experienced girls. Sorry about you and Noah. We didn't break up, though. With different zip codes. Breakups are basically automatic. Automatic. <sighs> Sometimes I hate high school. That new guy, Marco? He is seriously luscious. The OMGs literally described 100 different ways Marco is a snack. Nice to meet you. But I'm a little hungry, so I'm gonna go get myself a snack. Very funny. <laughs> Lee and I have dreamed of going to Berkeley. Ever since we found out, that's where our moms became Bessies. You're gonna love it there. Maybe you can come to school here with me. This is definitely a problem. Need a hand? Hell no. Meet Marco for the booth. Why? Everyone's obsessed with him. You get him, everyone else will just fall in line. Were you wondering if you'd be one of our kissers this year? No. Don't you believe in charity? Standing here talking to you. Hey! <laughs> I sent out applications to Tufts, Boston College, and, and Harvard. Oh, what the hell? You ask yourself if it's worth changing all of your plans for him. I love this city. I love this girl. Do you think you and Noah were meant to be together? I always thought we were. I'm sorry I went out and left my phone at home. Uh, who'd you go with? Just some of the guys. Oh, I'm asking you to trust me. If I found someone smart, funny, and like the same stuff I like, I'd hold on to them. As soon as I start to figure out one thing, something or someone changes and makes me question everything. Oh. Oh, boy. What an event that movie 
is for some people and what an event it's going to be this Friday. A fun Friday. Fridays are for fun. But today was Monday, Babysitting Monday, and I appreciate your task here. I appreciate the job you did. Bravo, bravo in listening to this episode for Babysitter's Black Book. You're able to return to my pool. As you can see, I'm done with my Navy Grog, getting a little tired. I'm thinking of uh, hopping in that sleeping bag after a quick shower, of course. Whew. So here you go. Here's $25 for your assignment. You're earning your way. I can't believe it. We've done a couple babysitting films now. We've done a good chunk of them, I'll tell you that much. And we're in August, baby. Whew. The summer's flying by. Thank you so much again for stopping by, and I want you to remind you that life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you can miss it. Oh, one more thing. Don't forget, class participation is a huge part of your grade. A lot of you have been messaging me lately, and I love it. I'll always answer back. Keep those messages coming up on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all your support once again, and I'll leave you with the song they apparently play at the party in Babysitter's Black Book. It's called Welcome to My City, and it's by Dark Chocolate. Later, dudes. Welcome to my city. We got civilians in the hills, on the streets, in the trap, on the beach. Dealerships worth a few million each. Well, folks that'll take pictures with you say cheese. Music City represents talking way about us being fresh of it. Cause God don't like ugly and I don't either. Only place we don't need to pay the meter. If you're a lyrical leader, they all know you're You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.